Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor of FightfulWrestling.com. Fightful.com, it has been a busy weekend. Uh, AAA happened uh, tonight. We had Bloodsport last night, UFC Vancouver last night. There's this big cast situation, which we're going to talk about briefly before we get into Clash of Champions. And then there is Clash of Champions. Uh, make sure you guys leave a thumbs up and subscribe to this video. If you want to support us directly, we have a premium service, FightfulSelect.com. It is undergoing a lot of very cool changes, a lot of good info over there. I have some exclusive info that I just posted today, uh, several bits actually. Go show us some love. It's how we afford guys like Alex and Denise Alcedo and Warren Hayes and people like that that are on these podcasts. But without further ado, I am joined by Alex, who is relieved hereby of raw duties. But I don't know. I feel like he got some raw duty tonight. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I honestly, I, we, we will have no idea where any of this is going, uh, until after Hell in a Cell and the draft. Sure. Like it, there's a, there's, there's a lot of questions coming out of this as to how they build to a pay-per-view that's supposed to be as momentous as hell in a cell. And what we're, we're talking like three about weeks. we're talking about right out of the gate. Imagine my surprise as I'm watching the Cincinnati Bengals get um just Cedric Alexandered by the 49ers. They got jobbed out today. And Tom yeah. Brenneman's like, "Hey, by the way, there was a draft on October 11th." And I'm "What? What?" Meanwhile, the other commentator keeps on challenging Tatanka and then clotheslined Tom Brenneman. And the thing is, he has legit met Tatanka before. Just an interesting anecdote, not that important. I reached out to WWE. They shortly issued a press release, or they issued one shortly after that. October 11th and 14th. I did think it was kind of cool they let their uh, football thing announce it. These ads are all over the place, Alex. Yeah. I mean, they are pushing this hard. Hard, well, I mean, hard. Yeah. Um, uh, look, I... I didn't see this because I don't 
I wasn't watching it, but I, I heard via Twitter that one of the guys, uh, I guess Chris Myers doing the Vikings game, like did the did the read for you know SmackDown coming to Fox and like by the way did you know Vikings coach Mike Zimmer used to coach high school wrestling and it was like trying to somehow get it back to real sports because Chris Myers is probably thinking to myself what am I doing doing ad reads for fake wrestling um, but uh, yeah I'm I mean it, it'll it, that's main the main reasons to me I feel like they said hey uh, Fox sounds like a great place to go. Because you have the built-in, um, uh, you know, audience that you would think would be a crossover between football, maybe the baseball playoffs, like stuff like that that Fox has, and it's always out there, always doing their little thing on the bottom where they say, "Hey, you know, look down here at this ad for the thing that's coming up this next week." Uh, they announced the draft. This is great news. I it gives me a few weeks to not bitch about everybody being on every show. So the wild card rule can get thrown out the window. I don't care about it right now. This is their I, yeah. chance to reset. This is this is great. And it, it, the thing is, is that now it's a mad dash. Like apparent, I would think whoever has the title on one brand is on that brand. So the revival are still Raw guys. They just hang out with a SmackDown guy and beat up SmackDown guys. But they're still on Raw. But now they have the SmackDown titles, which we'll talk about in a second. So now you would think, like, if whoever's, like, it's basically musical chairs, but with a title belt. Whoever's holding the title belt when the music stops on October 11th, that's your new home. So, you know, I, I would think that's how they're going to play it. Yeah, objectively good news. Uh, and... We will do some sort of mock draft video uh, for <laughs> this. In 2016, when we launched Fightful and Vince Russo was with us, myself and Vince did a mock draft, and we put together WrestleMania cards, and I blew him out of the water. Of Wasn't yeah. even close. Wasn't even close. But uh, we'll do another one. Uh, reminder, guys, if you want your statement or question read on the air, donate a Super Chat any amount. If you head over to FightfulSelect.com and subscribe... I do a Q&A every couple of weeks, and you can ask as many questions as you want. That is up right now for Fightful Select subscribers. 40 minutes long of just a mailbag, and there's a chance I'm going to be stepping those up very, very soon. Uh, if you donate one of these Super Chats, uh, statement or question, not shout-outs or ads, you got to pay more for an actual ad read on here. But Alex, you mentioned it. Chris Myers on that NFL show saying... Uh, here I am doing a read for fake wrestling. What am I doing? His job. That's what he's well, doing. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I, mean, I, mean I, I, I don't, I I don't know saying. that he said that out loud. Sure, but, but that's it, how, it does that's how feel all these like, guys are doing it. Especially now, as we get into, like, I mean, football, I feel like there's... These guys, like, realize they're watching Gladiators, you know. Yes. Uh, so, so that's fine. I can't wait for the stuffed shirts who do baseball broadcasts on Fox, like Fox postseason, be like, uh, next Friday, watch the superstars of SmackDown uh, coming to you live uh, from the NASA Coliseum. Like, just how disinterested they're going to be in having to do those ad reads. But Yeah, uh, but, I mean, I, I'm glad to see them getting the push they, they deserve with this, uh, deserve, quote-unquote, that the money indicates they deserve. Uh, also, there was a situation with Big Cass. Uh, my God. I've got some more info on this up at FightfulSelect.com. It was a mess, and 
Alex, based on what you know, what do you think about this? Well, fill me in more of the details because I, I, I was able to – I saw some of the headline, clicked on it, and then, of course, you know, dad stuff got in the way. I didn't follow up on it. So please fill me in on the details. Cass was at a WrestlePro show, which was Pat Buck, the booker and head trainer at WrestlePro, his last, uh, his last indie show because he's a WWE producer now. Cass was there and started to threaten Joey Janela. Now, there, there are some people that I've spoken to in WWE that they, they heard, oh, well, Janela was talking trash about him and all that. Nobody I've talked to at WrestlePro says that. Cass then threatened to either shoot or kill Joey Janela. And Dan Maff, who was known as a very uh, mild-mannered guy, professional guy, was like, hey, cut the shit. And uh, Cass would then accuse the locker room of stealing a sweater of his. Now, it got to the point where people at WrestlePro told me they had to put people by the door to make sure he didn't do a legit run-in on, like, Janela's match. And Cass was supposed to be a surprise, but he kept running back and forth out to his car, is what I'm told. Then he ends up in a room with SCU, the AEW tag team, and uh, Pat Buck. And Pat Buck's like, hey man, you need to calm down. Now, all this is allegedly all that good stuff. Cass says, what are you going to do about it? And allegedly, allegedly spits in his face. Which results in Pat Buck, about five foot nine, dropping Cass with a punch. Holding him in top control until police escorted him out. Uh, Joey Janela was asked if he wanted to press charges for the threats. He said, no, that guy needs some help. And they ended up taking him to a hospital, is what I hear. Not good. And I did reach out to Joey Janela, and he was like, all I can say is I hope he gets some help. And him and, Ka- him and Enzo were completely fine the night before I was in the same locker room with him. Yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a tough thing. I know that Cass came out and talked a lot about his depression and stuff like that and dealing with that and and um you know, when when you combine, you know, that kind of stuff with a with a, a temper and just things things can get out of hand. I don't want to like make any assumptions, but it, you know, if if it any if any way substance abuse is also added into that mix, that could be just like a toxic stew uh, that you add like nitroglycerin to and like just wait for it to explode. And I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that he didn't shoot or kill anyone. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a really tough thing. I don't, I don't, it's, I don't want to come out too hard against it. Cause I know this, that he's been dealing with real yeah. legitimate stuff and that, but you cannot handle it this way. This is not the way to to handle whatever it is to, that you're going. He single-handedly like okay, threatened allegedly threatened to kill an AEW superstar, no. then got punched by a WWE producer. No. What I, ROH yeah. isn't in the cards right now. No. No. I hope things get better for for Cass on a personal level. Um Yeah. That's all we got. Uh, Eloquent sends a super chat and says, did you see the Sasha Banks Chronicle doc? I did. It was very good, and um, it hit home. I'll tell you that much. Sasha Banks dealing with detractors and stuff like that. I'm I'm glad she put that out there. People think that they can just say whatever they want online, and it doesn't affect anybody. It affects these people. Also, um, Joseph Farley says, imagining Joe Buck reading a WWE ad read makes me want to actually see him call a game. Oh, man. That is great. 
That is great. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and get started. WWE Clash of Champions, this cruiserweight title match. Alex, this is not what I expected. No. No, it was it was weird. They, they, uh, the stuff that I that I saw, uh, but it looked like Umberto and Lindsay for a bit were going like going through the motions. Like, okay, so tonight when we have our actual match, I'm going to do this, and then you do that, and then you do this. Really good. Okay, so when we when we have the actual match, we'll. Oh wait, this is the actual match. Oh crap. Uh, we've been going half speed for about two minutes. So I don't know. Um, I. I it's a weird thing. Like two hundred five live is is in is in an odd place as far as like Gulak's great. Like Gulak's awesome. You and I have talked about this. If you folded in two hundred five live superstars into NXT, the the top ones would absolutely rise to the top uh, of NXT, the the very best, and the rest of them would settle down. Um, and I I, I think Alberto Carrillo can be a lot of fun to watch and ring Lindsay too. But I don't know if this is the spot for them just yet. Um, yeah, Gulak's been a, nothing but a, like a total professional and, and a wrecking ball as champ, and it just this just didn't feel like his like the, a normal cruiserweight thing on the, on the pre-show to me. I would argue that this is by far the worst match on the show, especially yeah. from execution. And that you, rarely happens with the cruiserweights. They're I don't think I don't think good. I've ever seen that happen in a cruiser since this division started. I don't think I've ever seen that. Humberto Carrillo seemed like he hit the ropes at half speed. Uh, Lindsay didn't seem like he was doing it half speed. It did look like Gulak bit his tongue. Gulak was great here, all things considered. Carrillo just was not connecting for me. Maybe in the future, but there were a lot of unnecessary flips. Uh, there was a good spot where he dove onto an electric chair over the top rope and took everybody out. But then there was just Lince and Humberto in particular. The missile drop kick that missed Lince and Lince still sold it. And that was on Lince. He's supposed to be there for that. Then there was a yeah. slip on a Hurricane Rana attempt. They scored a second time. Then Carrillo doesn't get out of the way of a shooting star press and eats that, then doesn't sell it. Then hits his finish that he missed by a mile. And Gulak comes in and steals the pin. Now, here's the issue with stealing the pin. Dorado's shoulders aren't down. And in that situation, if you're Dorado, you got to get your shoulder down unless you want him to legit pin you. And he legit does. When the ref says, shoulder's not down, you see him put his own shoulder down. Yeah. that it, This is a rare thing. Like, if you see my match ratings, a rare cruiserweight match that falls below four. This hit, like, three territory for me because of all the missed spots. Selling missed spots... And then that, where a guy beat himself, this was real bad. Yeah, this was not this was not it, man. Um, it's too bad because because Lince and Umberto have been having bangers on the two hundred five live regular show. This is this was this was not a banger. This was mash. That's what that was. This was the bad. opposite of banger is mash. That's what that is. It was duty. Gulak wins. This was bad. Justin Lopez says, don't forget the Fox personalities being involved with the draft as well. Oh, can't wait oh my God, to, yes. Terry Bradshaw to draft Brock to SmackDown. I want to see Stewie Griffin versus Todd Grizzly. <laughs> I was going to say Homer Simpson needs to get in there and make a, make a draft pick. Ah, uh, because that's how old I am, and that's the only thing I know that's on Fox. Yeah, um, yeah, no, th- this is, this is going to be great. I, 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 really, I really want 
them to be using like the people from their pilots like from oh it's the brand new show starring this guy who you remember from that show three years ago it's gonna be a big hit and it's off the air in four weeks and then we go back and rewatch this episode of of the, the draft episode like 10 years from now like how how did this guy wind up over here and you walk back and like who the hell is this they, like, they if, you have... back, if you go back and watch old raws from like 1994 they have all these crossover people from usa network and you're like who mario who lopez from pacific blue we need him but <laughs> I, I would love for the miz and maurice to come out and announce that the miz has been drafted to a certain brand because he's but, on miz and mrs yes my favorite thing of the raw stuff was when they had shatner come out like yeah. 94 and beat up jerry lawler and there was like it, because his show that was on usa at the time was called tech war t-e-k war tech war they don't make any mention of the fact that he's you know captain kirk or even tj yeah. hooker they're like captain they have william shatner of tech war will See, be here this is when I wish that Spike TV were still around so we could have, like, Ren and Stimpy and Stripperella and Stan Shakes Fletcher from Slamball. How about Guy LaDouche from MXC? <laughs> yes. yes, bring back MXC. I was going to do a long-form and interview all those people oh, when should. when Spike went over to Paramount, but it didn't work out. But, oh, if we see Todd Crisley on Raw, that'll be a problem for me. I don't want it. Don't want it. Aaron Jay's fan says the Fox NFL panel will do prediction for WWE pay-per-views. I hope they do. Um, That'd be good. We need more cowbell says, what did you think of the spotlight during the wrestler introductions? Um, and Braun shouldn't be losing to Seth Rollins. I love the spotlights, Alex. I thought yeah, it was different. Yeah. Spotlights are good. Like that a lot. That's, that's a, it's a really cool way. It, it has a real fight feel. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I like that a lot. Speaking of real fight feel, some of these matches were downright short, including AJ Styles defeating Cedric Alexander. Alexander hits a nice Michinoku driver, a topic on Hilo, and a handspring kick. But Styles comes back, uh, does a Styles clash, hits a phenomenal form inside the ring, and ends up pinning him with another Styles clash. This was a really good sprint, and it was a sprint. And uh, I could think of far worse things than Cedric Alexander having a back-and-forth quick match with one of the best wrestlers in the last 20 years, period. But I get the feeling you don't like this, Alex. No, I mean, it's not that. I mean, I'm I'm more upset about the match placement. Like, this was one of the matches, like, on, on based on pure in-ring ability that I was looking forward to the most. And they're like, here you go. It's at the end of the pre-show, and we ran long while doing our backstage interviews, so you guys now have two less minutes than you thought you did. Go ahead and go. And it did feel like, um, like I, I loved how fast it started. I thought the finish was good. The Styles Clash on the outside, phenomenal forum inside. Styles Clash, like it took a lot to put away Alexander, but it did seem like it was like like Styles like got a hold of it and ended it way too fast. I feel like that was part of what might have been pulled out because it did feel like, as I said, it was a good sprint, but it it could have been a, a better and less of a sprint with a couple more minutes. Um, I don't love that Cedric Alexander is is losing like this, but I didn't think he was going to win this match anyway. Yeah. Um. I I I, I, I don't. How it started. I love. I, how I did love started. that. I did love how it started too, and it showed it showed that Alexander wanted to get this thing done now. I, I you know? and I'm okay with these. There's there were a couple real short matches. I'm okay with that. We need that element of unpredictability. Yes. yes. That way we're not sitting around waiting for the eight to ten minute mark for a match to end. 
That's yeah. one of my criticisms of AEW is like they they'll tell us that these post show scrums. Oh well, we're we're not going to have these five minute matches. Well, why not? If you're yeah. if you if this is an element of real sports, then yeah, you would. Justin Gaethje beat Donald Cerrone in four minutes the other day. It happens. Sometimes yeah. it happens. The OC beat Cedric's ass. Nobody helped Cedric. <laughs> no, I was I was kind of hoping for like a Mustafa Ali run in. Since he's not doing anything on SmackDown, maybe he winds up on the same place as Cedric does. And like they're old friends. I don't know. any Anything to make it not look like Cedric is like, well, yeah, hey, remember how you uh, saved Roman Reigns' butt by putting on a janitor costume and a mask? Is Roman your friend? No? He doesn't reciprocate? Okay, cool. Um, yeah, it's bad. I, I, I don't, I don't love when, when, you know, you get a three on one beat down against the baby face and he just has to take it and that's it. Meh. So, um, Bruden Ziggler, new tag team champions defeated Braun Strowman and, uh, as, as we knew they would be going into this. So here's the thing. My favorite quote about this is, wow, these guys have only been teammates for a month. What what were Rollins and Strowman? They they became champs the night they became a tag team. Yes, yeah. yes. So what what took Rude and Ziggler so long, man? Yeah, uh, I loved Corey Graves before this, looking straight in the camera and saying, "Well, why do Rollins and Strowman want to go through the trouble of being champions? Because it's more money, it's more exposure, it's a better quality of life." Thank you, Corey Graves. That is in yeah. the lexicon now. It is out there. Yep. It's it, it is a reason. That's why you want to become champion. That's why everybody's chasing that twenty four seven title because it's about money. It's the same reason why people want to wrestle twice in one night to be tag champions. It's more money. It's more exposure. I love it. Uh, this was pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Rollins and Strowman have some nice double team offense. Ziggler DDT Seth on the floor. I loved when Rollins turned that second attempt into a Falcon Arrow. Big. Yeah. Fan of that. Some great tag team action. Bobby Roode is just amazing as a tag team wrestler. It's almost mm-hmm. like he was meant to be a tag wrestler. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. No. I mean, yeah, it's it's I, I I try to figure out like, you know, there's there's guys who are who are tag wrestlers first and then you know break out and they decide be, be like, Oh, I'm gonna do this too and Yeah. Uh I mean I, I feel like he's he's better as a tag team wrestler. He's certainly much I mean, I feel like he's much better. And and I there were parts of his heel run that I enjoyed, but it just it felt like it was only one note, and that was the problem with that. And then babyface Rude has never worked for me. Um, but but yeah, okay, great. I, I it's it's I still I still don't understand why these guys are a tag team. I, I like that doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, fine. Whatever. You because, guys are tag champs I'll now. I'll tell fine. you why. Because the revival are on SmackDown for the next few weeks. Yes, that's, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That that's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, man, but uh, this was pretty solid. Uh, Braun gets Rollins on a tackle accidentally. Glorious DDT on Rollins, and Rude gets the win. Rude should be the number one contender for the, <laughs> yeah, the universal title, but the Fiend already is. Um, Tamakazi says, "Wasn't the King of the Ring final supposed to be on here? Did I miss something?" Uh, mercifully, they pushed that off till tomorrow night. They figured a 12-match show, 13 if you count the little 24-7 gimmick, was too much. But, yeah, I'm glad they moved it to Raw, too. Right. I I would have liked to have... Like, it was promised 
to be. The finale will be at Clash of Champions. They promised that for a month and then said, whoops, we got too many yeah. matches now. Um, it, it's it's going to get more time certainly tomorrow than it, than it would have tonight. Programming note, guys, uh, as you saw, if you subscribe to Fightful Select, Warren's last 2K, or not 2K, UK 205 Live uh, NXT show was this week. Steven Jensen will be taking over UK and 205 Live on the Weekender podcast. But starting this Wednesday, and now for every Wednesday in the foreseeable future, post shows for NXT and AEW. Now, this week is just NXT, but we will be here live Wednesday night. Alex, you joining us for that? I believe so, but don't quote me on that. Okay, well, I also believe so, and I hope this software works with three people, so don't quote yeah. me on that. <laughs> There's a good chance I say, when are you going to get the hell off the stream? Because <laughs> I don't know how to work it yet. Um, I'll get fancy and figure some of this stuff out. But Denise Salcedo joins us on Monday. If you all do not follow her yet, please do. It's going to be a different aspect to have somebody positive on Mondays. Yeah. But Alex, you have a a segment called Sour Graps coming to Fightful Select. I am stoked for that. Um, yeah. I had mentioned this a few times. Me and Jimmy actually were like plotting amongst ourselves, like, "Hey, let's let's have Alex do this." I think that's pretty cool. So uh, people have have that to look out for. Rob Wilkins says, "Any idea if NXT will be allowed to go over time on Wednesdays?" Watched Bloodsport for the first time and loved it. Can I be a YouTube mod? Yes, Rob can. I don't know why he wasn't yet. Bloodsport was great. I did a little review on it up on Fightful uh, last night with the UFC mod. Uh, I would say that WWE will be able to go over time the next two weeks on NXT, but not moving forward. They have hard outs on all their shows. Up next, Bailey defeated Charlotte, and this was quick. Another sprint. Charlotte nails a boot right away and works over Bailey. Chucks Bailey into the barricade. I'll say this: they fit ten pounds of shit into a five-pound sack right here, Alex. Yeah. And all things considered, I thought it was really good. Uh, yeah. Charlotte went at Bailey really, really hard, and then Bailey unties the turnbuckle, smashes Charlotte's face in it, and pins her. Let's talk about the brief action before we talk about the greatest part of probably this entire show. <laughs> what do you think of the action? Well, I was I was I was gonna say because you, you say this this was a sprint. I was like, Literally. yeah, it was, a, it was a sprint before and after, yes. during, before and after. Um, that was my, but yeah, again, my favorite part. Just I want I just want I just need a gif of that. Like that's that's got to be a meme of anybody like say like I'm out. Is <laughs> that's it? I'm out. I, Give I love the it. title and I'm out. Bailey just. <laughs> darted from the ring she did not look back she did not care she did not listen she was like i am not waiting for this replay i am not waiting for the decision to be reversed she got interviewed backstage and she was like yeah i did what i had to do i beat charlotte i gotta go watch my best friend's match if charlotte says or looks for me you didn't see me bye this was great and different and i loved it yeah um, I, uh, the, the match was, the match was good. I liked the story they were telling that, that Charlotte was just overpowering Bailey and Bailey did something that Charlotte might do. Um, you know, she took, she took a shortcut and she smashed Charlotte. She got the, she had the win and she got the hell out of Dodge. And my favorite part of all this, even over the sprint, which was hilarious, was Charlotte in the ring afterward. Like, well played. Well played, Bailey. 
I'm going to murder you later, but right now, I almost admire you for the way you, you won this match. Like, because, and, and that's awesome. That's totally in line with who Charlotte has always been. She was not afraid to take a shortcut. Um, and I love that Bailey learned. Like, Bailey, like, learned from being this, the ultimate do gooder, like, sting 1995. Like, everybody, yes. like, gets, screws me over. And she's like, well, now that I have kind of a bit of an edge, and I'm allowed to use chairs now. Now I'm remembering how everybody else screwed me over, and I'm going to screw them over. But I know I'm going to get in trouble for this. So I run like my it's like my 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 two year old when she does something wrong and she runs in the other room because she knows that I'm going to be like, <laughs> what did you do? That's basically what Bailey was. Uh, this was real good. I enjoyed that. Uh, excited to see what comes up next with with these two. Uh, up next, the with revival. These four, with these four, that's these the whole four. thing. The four sure. horsemen. They, this this really needs to to plot out over the next couple of months, at least a Survivor Series and beyond. Revival versus New Day was real good. Dash and Dawson are just amazing in the ring. They become the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. I will have some update on their contract status this week on Fightful Select, but um, since they wanted to leave the company. They have become three-time tag team champions. Yes. Whew. So, uh, first off, what I loved about the match, we hadn't seen Biggie and Xavier since they got hurt. That was yep. cool. I dug that. I I liked the, the pre-show uh, interview. It was, it started out with just Kofi and Big E. And then Charlie's like, so what about Xavier? We, we haven't seen him since he got injured. And the camera pulls back to reveal Xavier, and he does his little motivational comic, comic book hero type speech, which I thought was cool. But um, but I love this the switch that uh, they were almost like, is he even here? And I was like, oh, snap, are they going to have Kofi do double duty and have to, like, defend the tag championships too? And I'm like, no, of course not. But still, like, there's that cool little element there. And I, um, I, I love how much uh, Xavier's injury from a few weeks ago that he heroically came back from played into the match like that was masterful psychology i loved it loved that it was really good um xavier getting the hot tag was a welcome change there was this great spot where biggie missed the yolo dive then dash wilder goes for a suicide dive you want to talk about urgency dash yeah. wilder going for a suicide dive indicates that they hit a sl uh, shatter machine outside the ring they do another inside the ring to xavier and for some reason, they're more worried about the knee than finishing the match. Now, they got the win, but I love a few things. I love that they ripped off his brace and his, mm -hmm. his tights and all that. And I love that Corey Graves is like, what are they doing? This is dumb. They shouldn't be doing this. They should be going for the pin. But then Dawson gets the win with an inverted figure four anyway. They cut a promo at the top of the ramp. They need more mic time. Teams like this need more mic time. And this was always the concern, from what I understand, was that this team wanted WWE to care more about tag teams. Not just them, yeah. tag teams. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I, I got a guy this weekend who was trying to argue with me on Twitter <laughs> about how Shane McMahon is the best heel in the business. I, I used to hear the same thing about Baron Corbin. Best right, heel in the business. 
Yeah, no, people no. not wanting to watch you is not the same as people no, no, no. wanting to watch you get beaten. The revival are 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 some of the best heels I've ever seen. Very like good. here's yeah. the here's the, but like here's the thing. They they're because they don't necessarily cheat to win, but they absolutely skirt the edges of what is allowed always. If they're if, if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Like I, I love that that's always been consistent with them. Um, I, I love that they, they change up their offense. Uh, they come up with brand new, cool uh, double team stuff. They always have each other's back. They, they, it's like one of them always knows what the other one is doing behind him. Like all that stuff. They're fantastic as a tag team. But I love, as you said, Corey Graves going, why aren't they just going for the pin here? Like they got this thing one. They hit a shatter machine on Big E. They just hit a shatter machine on Woods. Woods is clearly hurt. Pin him. And I love that one of them was like, no, 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 no. Let's really hurt him. And the other guy was like, "What? I could I could just pit him and win him now. And like, no, 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 let's really hurt him. And here's the deal. Normally, when, when, when that's the trope of wrestling is, when the heels do that, they don't win the match. Yeah. This was they, a nice, that, a nice slip. I on loved, part. I loved that they, that they, that they did that, and it didn't cost them because they're that cruel. Um, with Dash on the outside, like taunting Woods, like that's real heel stuff. Because also, we love Xavier Woods. Yeah. We've been, we've been, we've been given the opportunity through years and years of him as being the little brother of the New Day, plus his up, up, down stuff, down, down stuff. If you watch that. To fall in love with Xavier Woods and the fact that it's they're torturing that guy. Yeah. That's why long-term storytelling can transfer from one team to the next. Because if, if it's not Xavier Woods, if we don't know who that guy is, if we haven't fallen in love with him as that character, point. that moment doesn't mean as much. And so and and when they started doing all that stuff with the New Day and building up Xavier Woods' character, the Revival weren't even anywhere near the main roster. But the Revival gets to get over by by inflicting hurt on a guy that we loved separately from this storyline. It's it's beautiful. When, when wrestling does it really, really right, it's beautiful. There were several things on this show that were, I don't want to say outside the box, they were just common sense and a little bit different that I really enjoyed that, that it stepped out. Uh, Gregory Carter asked, did Bailey win with the turnbuckle smash on her cash? And I think she won with the Bailey to belly. I think. I uh, yeah, I think so too. I really enjoyed Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss against Fire and Desire as well. Uh, backstage, Alexa and Cross are being interviewed and a boom mic gets dropped in. And it's R-Truth in disguise. Alexa's not happy. She tells everybody that R-Truth is there, even though he's on screen. I thought this was dumb. Dumb. Yeah. Yeah, there was find a way to shoehorn the twenty four seven title in there because you know some they people believe that it's the best thing on well, TV it's, and stuff. So, so, sometimes it is. Well, that's that, I guess that's true. It has to be defended in some way. Um, but uh, my my thing with our truth is him. I, I want I want them just to mention one time. Our truth keeps trying not to come, and they say if you don't show up, you'll be fined or no. That's not a blue chew ad read. He's, it, he's not not to show up to the arena. Um, and if they say if you don't show up, you'll be fined. Because if he shows up, he's much more likely to be pinned and he doesn't want to lose his title. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense for for him to be there. And with if some... you don't want to <laughs> come, 
<laughs> but you got people coming after you all the time for your accolades, if you know what I'm saying. For your preciouses. Hit up my friends at BlueChew.com and use that code FIFL. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And they work 24-7 whenever you want, buddy. Whenever you want. BlueChew's ready for you. It's a chewable. It gets in your system faster. And how about this? It gets to you in a more efficient manner because you order online. Doctors will prescribe it online after you fill out a questionnaire and it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. You don't have to worry about people showing up in disguise. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. ...to come after your goodies. Because the mailman is not going to know what's in the package. But whoever you deliver your package to, sure as hell, is going to know. Hit them up at Blue Chew on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. You don't have to sit in line at a pharmacy. It's prescribed online, my friends. BlueChew.com. Code FIFA. You get that first shipment free. Free. Just pay $5 shipping. Tell them. Tweet them right now. Say, damn it, at Blue Chew on Twitter. I heard about you from Sean Ross app. And you know what? I want a hard penis. Here you go. Very concerned how these are going to come off with a woman on the Monday Night Podcast. Um, <laughs> hope she I, has I, a sense I, of humor. I think, I think you have to give her equal time. I don't, I don't know if there's, a, if there's some kind of <sighs> lady business pill. That you guys can I'm get sure an ad read for? Well, I would love to, honestly. I, I would love yeah. to. Bob Harris said, The revival shades of uh, Jean and Oli. Yep, they sure are. Andrew Thomason, not to be confused with Andrew Thompson, uh, says, John Cohn was on the watch along when Becky hit the ref. They made it into the concession area before the entire room said, Don't they need you out there? <laughs> I dig that. Uh, I also dug Cross and Bliss against Fire and Desire. Uh, Bliss and Nikki are dominant. Nikki taunted Mandy Rose by mocking her. What do you think about that? I mean, Renee Young called it the yeah. sexiest moment she's seen on WWE in years. 
Yeah, I think she obviously got a little hip swivel uh, lessons from Big E. Uh, that that was that was good. Um, uh, this this is all this is all fun. It it, it they've decided to to at, at the expense of um, a, a lot of other I think really great possible tag teams uh, for women. Uh, they decided to to make um, Bliss and Nikki look really really great, and I think that's cool. But there's all these other tag teams that 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 can survive a, a couple of losses to, to to Alexa and Nikki, but can't survive three and four and five losses um, because we haven't seen them win anything because the tag title belt was introduced like seven months ago. And since then, like they had one champ that had it for like four months and never defended it. Yeah. So it's re- it's really hard to like have all these tag teams that you're starting to you're trying to build while also keeping the, the champion of that division totally protected. So it's hard to do both at the same time, and I, I don't know how that balance is going to shake out. There's no reason that the iconic shouldn't be getting some reps in on yeah. WWE TV, and I don't mean main event. They haven't had a TV match since they lost yeah. the titles, and you ain't protecting them. You didn't protect them no. when they had the titles. No, no. So you're not protecting them. Let them lose to the Kabuki Warriors, for the love of God. Yeah. Uh, Alexa Bliss is trying to become 24-7 champion when R-Truth runs in, and it gets a that pop. Cute. And I yeah. loved it, Alex, for yeah. a couple reasons. One, that got your little 24-7 defense out of the way. Yep. The crowd popped for it. crowd loved it. And, as I mentioned from earlier, making things seem more important. Alexa Bliss... It's almost like one of her old tendencies coming back. She's in the middle of a tag team title defense. Yes. But she's still kind of greedy, Alex. Yeah, she wants that gold, man. She wants to be double champ. Strap it both. Both of them. Just strap them. Strap Love it. Strap it. it. So um, this leads to Sonya and Mandy taking over. Mandy does a delayed vertical suplex. I, I really dug the Mandy Alexa Bliss double knockout spot. That was very yeah. well executed. Well done. Uh, Alexa gets yanked down off the top ropes hard. A high-low connects, and Nikki stops the pin and does the old au revoir. Shades of another great tag team, La Resistance, Alex. He, she was channeling <laughs> Sylvain Grenier. Yes. That's her version of The Purge. A fun tag match. What did you think of it? As it again, it's it's fun. It's like cool moments in there. Um, you have this team of Fire and Desire. They actually have a, a real tag team now. Not, not just something they call themselves, but now it is Fire and Desire. So you've got them. You've got the Kabuki Warriors. Uh, you've got the uh, the Iconics. You, you, you're trying to build a little tag division. Um, it's it, at the risk of hot potatoing a title around. Like, it... It's it's probably better that all of your other teams, besides the one with the belts, don't lose constantly yeah. if you're trying to build an entire division. I don't know exactly how to do that, but I'm pretty sure like having this, this young, cool, up-and-coming tag team get a title shot and then lose it after losing a lot of title shots in the past. Like, it... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I would. Nakamura defeated The Miz. Sami Zayn was the story of this match. Yes. Yep. He comes out here complaining the Undertaker gave him a neck injury. Gets a great reaction for going at UNC. Uh, he does commentary briefly 
during this match. I love that he called Miz King of Soft Style, but this was just a match that was there. But I'll tell you what, the crowd was there for it. The crowd got into this one. Yeah. Uh, there weren't a lot of matches late on this show that had the crowd like this one did. Nakamura dropped a knee across the back of Miz's head, lands the it kicks. This was very much a playing the hits match. But when Miz applied that figure four, the crowd came unglued because it is North Carolina. Why not? Yep. Dumb baby face Miz, after hitting Soul Crushing Finale, chases Zayn and gets kicked. Kinshasa wins it, but the crowd was the highlight of this match. Well, even even a little bit more so than Sami Zayn, but Sami Zayn was a reason the crowd was a highlight of the match, Alex. Yes, they he he was doing he I, I'm I don't know if I I could have stood sta- been able to stand for him doing the 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 in the outside of the ring commentary through the entire match, but they they could have let me have three more minutes of it. Like I mean, it was like intermittently hilarious. Um, and I, I just thought like, I, I did notice that the first time he did that, there was a lot of, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And tonight I caught a lot of, Oh goodness. Oh goodness. Oh goodness. So I thought maybe, maybe somebody told him to lay out the, Oh my gods. Uh, but I, um, I, I did like that a lot. Yeah. It's baby face. Miz is stupid. You know, like it's one of those things that like, like he's, he's a guy who could, who should take a page out of Bailey's book. And recognize all the stupid baby faces that he got over on when he was a heel always yeah. lost because they got distracted. So he should have a natural immunity to that. He'd be like, no, no, no. I'm not falling for all the same crap everybody fell for when I beat them when I was a heel. I'm going to be smarter than that. Because the Miz should be a smart wrestler. He should be. It's, so, it's, the thing is... Like, I haven't lost hope for The Miz, even though he's no, cooled no, no. off to a, a, an icy degree. Because yeah. we have seen him get hot, like, three or four times in his career. Just, like, yeah. he goes away and he or is almost irrelevant, and he comes back, and he is he is just red hot. Uh, also, speaking of Bailey, we were reminded it was a shot to the turnbuckle, but then a flying elbow drop that won her this Yes, title. yes. Raw Women's Championship, Sasha Banks defeated Becky Lynch via DQ. Whoo boy. This was a fun angle. Now, uh, let's go through the match. Considering that I watched that Sasha Banks Chronicle and we saw like that drop kick to the back that mm-hmm. hurt mm-hmm. Paige and we, we know what's happened with some of those in the past, I still feel weird about those. Even seeing like a baseball slide drop kick to the upper back, lower neck, I'm like, ah, let's not do that, but... Yeah. These two had a good, good match. Becky catches Sasha coming off the top rope with a big drop kick. And then Sasha applies the bank statement, but it's turned into a Beck exploder. Sasha hits one of my favorite meteoras ever, Alex. Really high. Drives Becky into the ground. Becky's shoulders are on the mat. Underneath Sasha's shins. Sasha can reach back, grab the calves, grab the heels, get that deep pin in. Hard, Legitimately hard for Becky Lynch to kick out. As as a guy who just loves amateur wrestling and loves a good deep pin, this one was a good one. Uh, what did you think of the offense we saw early on in this match? Uh, I thought it was really great. Um, uh, this is this is the story that they've been told is these two want to murder each other now. So yes, the the, the offense should be hard hitting, uh, and it was. I liked I liked that a lot. Um, you're right, the meteora that was excellent. 
Um, this was this was a, this was a really cool, hot, fun angle, especially after we saw Bailey defeat Charlotte in that way. He was like, th- all of a sudden, there's there's it feels like there's more stakes. Like if Sasha could come out of this match with with the Raw title and Bailey's got the SmackDown title, you know, now what? Heading into the draft in a month, like there's a lot of cool stakes to this match. Considering the context of what happened earlier in the night, I, I thought that kind of added a lot to this. The disarm her is applied, and Sasha makes it to the ropes, then it hits the backstabber and bank statement in the middle of the ring. A pin is attempted by Becky, but no dice. Sasha uses a chair to set up a shining wizard. Now, she does the old Eddie Guerrero trick, or one of them. Throws one in there, grabs another, uses it. Mm-hmm. And then, after that doesn't win, she grabs the chair and tries to use it again, which doesn't make any sense. No. And they needed to make sense of this. Yeah. They needed to make sense of this. Uh, And instead, they left a big plot hole here. Why would Sasha, after sitting out for as long as she did to get this match, use a chair and just piss away that chance? Like, it's not even explained. Hopefully it is tomorrow, but Becky takes it from her. Hits the ref. Now that makes a lot of sense. Why wouldn't Becky? Becky doesn't give a shit. Right. right. The ref got hit in the arm, the upper arm, and was knocked out for the knocked rest out. of the match. Knocked out. Out cold. All Lame. Cold. Lame. Yep. Yeah. Only part of the match I had an issue with was this chair situation, Alex. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I, I, I did, I did love, love Becky's uh, look to, to Sasha. And Sasha's look back to Bailey, uh, back to Becky, of like, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, there's, I mean, I'm, uh, he, you already hit the referee. I mean, when he comes to, you're going to be disqualified. Can't we just shake hands and, and do this again next month? Because we all know that's what's going to happen anyway. Um, but I love that was a little bit of uh, that to Sasha's look at Be- Becky and Becky's like, nah, I think I'm going to hit you with this chair a bunch. Um, and that's cool. All this stuff where they went up into the crowd and on the concourse and everything was all fun, but ultimately, okay, because the though the, though the match didn't end with the chair shot to the ref, it kind of did because that was what she got disqualified for like 10 minutes later. So all that stuff that happened in between was fun to watch, but ultimately inconsequential to the actual match itself. Although it was a blast to watch. Yeah, they ended up brawling all over the place. Uh, a disarmer in the the like the railing of the stairs. One of my favorite parts is after they brawl to the concourse, Becky gets to a very familiar spot of the arena and does like the pose from when she had her neck broken or her nose yeah, broken. Yeah. I thought that was a great callback. They yep. go into the ring and Becky applies a disarmer uh, into a chair. After yep. wearing her out, we're told this is the DQ. I like this. Becky Lynch should be hard, if not impossible, to beat. She is yep. maybe the biggest star in the company, arguably mm-hmm. with Roman Reigns up there. Yep. She should be really, really, really hard to beat. She should look really strong. She shouldn't always work from underneath because it won't always work for her, Alex. She did that already. That's what got her over. To stay over, she doesn't need it anymore. What'd you think of how this this all ended up? Uh, I mean, again, this was the, one of those things where we kind of figured at least one of these matches is going to be 
run right back again next next month because especially we got hell in a cell like that's the feud ender and this therefore we need an extender to happen here uh i thought this was a pretty great extender uh also blue chew is a pretty great extender <laughs> but um this this was this was fun. I, I honestly I love the backstabber and the railing up up on the way up there. And then that was the, great the, too. The, the the disarmer in the chair was really really cool looking. All that stuff was was really great. I also just loved uh, Becky sauntering up the ramp as she's she's like being like oh the the winner of this match by disqualification is Sasha Banks after Becky hit a referee with a chair and the whole time Becky's like this yeah. haha it doesn't matter. I was like. But your winner, uh, but but and still champion, she like per, on perfect on cue hits throw hits the pose, and knowing it, that was coming at the end of the whole stuff about how she lost the match. She still gets to keep her championship, and that's what's important to Becky. And uh, yeah, they can run an ODQ next month because right, Sasha tapped out though it wasn't a tap out. I was ready to tap out on this show after this because Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton lasted way longer than it needed to be. I mm-hmm. thought this was boring and plodding, and if you missed the first five minutes of this match, you didn't miss anything. If you missed yep. another five in the middle, you didn't miss anything. The match didn't have any heat outside of a few places. Uh, Kofi hit a nice forearm. Uh, Orton hit a nice front suplex on the barricade. The sing bombs were good. The Trouble in Paradise counter into the backbreaker was good, but the pace should have been picked up much earlier, or they should have... How about this? You just cut eight minutes from it, because we don't need... We didn't need that. I feel like maybe WWE thought this was going to be like some epic victory for Kofi Kingston and help define his title reign, and you know what? Beating Randy Orton does, but... A fast-paced, emotional match after Kofi Kingston's family was brought into it would have done it more. They yeah. locked up. They yeah. locked up. And that's always the thing. Whoever timed and set up this match, not great. The finish, however, I thought was great. RKO, foot in the ropes. Orton teases a punt, misses it, and gets troubled in paradise. But this was not the jam for me, Alex. No, it's too long. It's plotting. It's it feels feels like a WWE main event from ten years ago. How ironic it yeah. was. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> it's like it's like these guys would have had this if you if you had done this feud ten years ago uh, when it was hot and you did this thing was like would have cooled it off as well. I mean, both, I don't know. Both it's... men are better than this, and we've seen that. Yes, that's true. We we have, and I I I did think kind of think. This was a really hot thing. I I was shocked and also kind of chagrined that there was no revival run in, right? Yeah. Like I didn't miss that when I went to the bathroom during the plotting part of the match. Like I I thought they were going to because because they they said, "Okay, Xavier, you're out. You can't do anything. You can't walk." Yes. So revival comes out, Big E tries to help and get rid of the revival. Revival get one over on Big E, and now Kofi Kingston is basically one on three. Like I thought, that was how you get to a point where you—I mean, not that I want this, but I feel like where you extend this thing to Hell in a Cell because that's your feud ender. Yeah. I honestly don't know how you build another, a different, out of something else. Somebody else comes out of the picture. A, a, a new challenger has appeared. I don't feel like there you can do that in the amount of time between now and Hell in a Cell. 
especially if you're going to put Kofi in the cell. But I don't, you may not, who knows. But it feels like there's such a very short turnaround between now and Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell is like the ninth, isn't it? It's like, it's a really early, early Hell in a Cell. So like, that's that's like three weeks. I don't know how you build that that new challenger and and there's no reason Randy should have another match. He lost clean. Yep, I agree. He hit, and he hit his done. finisher. He hit his finisher. Kofi got his foot on the ropes. He went to, to, to he went to do the punt. He missed. He got he got he got hit with Kofi's finisher and he lost clean in the middle of the ring. Randy doesn't get another match. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know who else you you build up in 3 weeks, but we'll see. Street Profits are backstage running down things. Booker T. King Booker shows up. They have a cute little segment. Sure. Rowan defeated Roman Reigns in an ODQ match. This one also went way too long. Yeah. Rowan loves his stairs, though, don't, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I love does. that. That is Somebody tweeted to me that that's one of the most consistent things in WWE. I like that. Uh, Rowan does have some nice offense. Face first slam. Uh, sit out your nagi. Back elbow off the second rope. Reigns does a Samoan drop and a Samoa or Superman punch into some stairs. The pace was not good here either. Uh, there was a good power bomb from Rowan through the table. Then we go to Superman punches on the ramp, and that is about legitimately 15 minutes of the 17-minute match that I just went through. It did yep. not need to be that long. No. Nope. If you cut. Eight minutes from Orton and Kofi, it's way better. You cut seven from this, it's way better. And you cut it from both of them, and the show is better. The yeah. show is way better. Yeah. People do not... I, I've never seen somebody tune in and say, you know what, I like all this selling in this, this no-DQ match outside in the crowd. Maybe I mean, you'll, you'll have people that bitch online about it, sure. Yeah. But... Yeah, but here, I, here, here's the story, Alex. Luke Harper's back. That is the story. That's the story. Uh, very recently, after uh, reports of like, nah, he's not coming back ever. His his thing runs out April next year. Vince doesn't want to use him. They're paying him to sit at home. Which I don't know. I who was fed- straight up told by somebody close to the situation. I don't know what the hell was going on, but whatever Vince's issue with Luke Harper, he made his mind up a long time ago that he didn't want to like him. I mean, I, I don't know. But I'm happy I'm happy he's back. That's the big thing. Um, the match, as you said, too long. I think they get caught up in, in the thing of it's an ODQ match, which means they've got to it's gotta be brutal. And they guess uh, a guy's gotta use a stairs and a chair and uh, there's moves done on tables. And it's like, okay, that's all great, but you could speed it up a little bit. You know, you could take out all the pauses and the air in between that stuff, whatever. I'm happy that Luke Harper is back. Um, I, 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 in kayfabe, dude, what took you so long? I understand they were keeping him off TV because of whatever, but like, it would have been really cool to see like Harper and Rowan together backing up Daniel Bryan during that whole run. That would have been a lot of fun. Now I love though that I, I do love genuinely that Rowan is getting over on his own and he's saying, I'm doing this. I'm going to beat up Roman Screw you, Daniel Bryan, I don't need you. But the one guy who's always had my back, the one man I trust, is Luke Harper. And I'm going to call him. I'm going to say, Luke, I need I need you to have my back. At, at, at. I don't know if they're going to do this thing where, like... Where's they're, they're... his twin? Yeah, that, that's that been retconned out of existence 
as you can tell by the highlight reel that they played the little video package for the match, that guy's never mentioned. Even the the moment where Daniel Bryan slapped the crap out of Rowan, that wasn't played in their little recap of everything. So they retconned major points of this story that just said they're not, they didn't happen. Like they did the little men in black fast flashy thing in your eyes. Daniel Bryan you forget was all backstage, about. by the way. I, I had like some some concerns when I saw him wrestled since August, and I was told he was there. He's all right, so that's that's good. That's good. Um, but yeah, um, welcome back, uh, Mr. Harper. The crowd gave you a welcome back. This is one of those things where um, they're they're gonna do as I'm I'm worried they're gonna have him on on SmackDown on Tuesday, come out and do a you people promo because people were cheering for him too loud. They were doing the welcome back thing to him and they want him to be a heel. So now he's going to have a you people uh, promo and I don't want that. Nobody wants that. So I'm happy he's I'm happy he's back. I missed him. Like his last match I saw him do was that banger with Donovan Dijak from the last Worlds Collide and I was like holy hell Luke Harper's never looked so good. Yeah, and like that, gone for four months. I'm so I'm so happy he's back. I missed him. Well, Rowan wins with a claw slam, so that happened. Sure, yep. okay. Uh, I, I I'm okay with that. It makes sense considering that Harper came out. Sure. WWE Universal Championship. Seth Rollins defeated Braun Strowman. Yep. With no edge whatsoever. Just Seth Rollins' character. He hit two big super kicks and a frog splash for a zero count. No pop. That bothered me. No reaction for a zero count. Yikes. Strowman yeah. catches Seth with a choke slam and another slam. Mows him down repeatedly. Seth goes for some suicide dives and a table just evaporates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ugh, that is rough. Yeah. Uh, back inside the ring, though, Strowman lands a flying splash... I mean, the Usos yep. ain't using it right now, so nope. might as well. That was incredible to see. It was. Uh, the thing is, if Braun had started out in the 80s, he would have never had to evolve, evolve past no. 2015 no. Braun. Nope. He would have had his little run with Hogan for a few months. Yep. And then he would have been put in a tag team with the Barbarian or Warlord <laughs> or something, and that would have been that. He, never, he would have had a brief run in WCW as a jobber. And that would have yep. been it. He would have never had to evolve. But he has evolved, and he's very good. Uh, Rollins he is. Rollins applies the sleeper and hits a curb stomp. Braun's out at one. Another hits. He's up at two. A third hits. 2.5. Then Rollins has to dig deep, pull out a pedigree, do another stomp, and gets the win. What did you think here? Braun does not take many of these clean losses. He took one here tonight. I know they're going to say, yeah, but look what it took to put him away. Sure. And that's that's a part of it. But <laughs> if you're just going to have the Fiend come out and challenge Seth Rollins, you could have the Fiend come out as Braun is there, like, after after kicking out at two and a half after the, after the stomp or uh, the, the fourth stomp or whatever. And and Seth's like, I don't know what I'm going to do to put this guy away. You can have the Fiend come out then. And that way Braun doesn't take the loss. And Seth's still the champ. And that way Braun has a has a problem with, 
with with the well, fiend. Like, there's other a, things. Are you doing an OD, another DQ there right after you had a screw job in the right row? That's a and... that's a that's a problem. Is because everything gets because I mean here's the, the thing. Yeah, Bailey the context. It's, it's yeah. different. Bailey cheating to win in the top women's title. Uh, Becky and Sasha DQ. Then you had Rowan yeah. and Roman. Really? In that case, there job. would be too many. There, there would be too many DQs. Yeah. But if you're gonna figure out a way, like the whole point is not to protect Braun Strowman, and they would say we did protect him. Look how many finishers it took to beat him. Everybody loses to one stomp. It's a really protected finisher. It took four and a pedigree to put away the monster. Okay, great. At the same time, you almost definitely missed your window with Braun Strowman. Like, the window was wide open. The window was a door. The window was a wall missing. The window was just like a house with three walls. And the the wall, the fourth wall that doesn't exist, that was the window you had for Braun. When he was feuding with Roman Reigns, like, that guy had, like, absolute super-duper star written all over him. And that the window started closing and closing. And closing, he lost to one F five. That window closed a lot. Like at this point, like I feel like he's an attraction, and probably a future multi-time tag champion who never has the same partner twice as a tag champion. Justin and Lopez that, says uh, Braun is now the guy who can't win the big one. Yeah, you could say that, but you you certainly can say that. But there are lots of guys that can't win the big one in WWE. But, right, that's true. Um, the other thing, like the one I totally forgot about, was the one where they where they had it all set up. Roman has to go away to get leukemia treatment, and that triple threat was at Saturday was supposed to be Brock versus Roman versus Braun, and then it was just Brock versus Braun, and we were like, oh, perfect! Now you can put the title on Braun, let him hold it, let Brock be like whatever. You could do a lot of stuff with it, Seth, and then Seth could have won this at WrestleMania against Braun. Right, he could have absolutely done that. He could have done whatever they want. Instead, they had Braun get hit with a chair, like by Baron Corbin, and then lose to one F five immediately to Brock. Like, like that that really hurt whatever they were doing, yeah. and they they built him back up. They made him this monster again, and they think that no matter what we do to him, we'll be able to build him back up again. And I'm thinking, you got like two or three more of those before everyone says, sorry, he's just a big doof who can't win anything. Yeah. And and they're going to lose faith in him. You, it, That guy's, he's doing giant Uso splashes at 385 pounds. Like he's going to hurt himself if he's going to keep on doing crazy stuff like this. He signed for this long extension. Don't waste those four years he signed for. And he let it get down to the wire, like a month left. Yeah, um, that's true. Bray Wyatt comes out as the Fiend mm-hmm. at the top of the ramp. Yep. There's a great image of him holding Seth Rollins. Yep. I wonder what he did to incapacitate Rollins to begin with. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think that but he just, you know. He hits Sister Abigail, then has Seth Rollins' head. Yeah, it looks like his in. lantern. It's so cool. It was very like amazing. Cool. Applies the mandible claw. This was a lasting image. This was a great image. Seth Rollins, like, dead selling it was amazing. Bray Wyatt holding him there was great. Uh, And screaming? Screaming? Like, just howling as he was doing it to him? That was freakish. Seth Rollins is great at that kind of selling. He's really good at almost the flair kind of selling. 
I would yeah. always say, you know how oh, you but, could tell that Charlotte was Rick's kid, and she would go, "Oh God!" Yeah, no, like it's not not a, not only was was Seth vocally selling having the mandible claw do him to done to him, but Bray was was yelling while doing it yeah. to Seth, which is freakish. Like it's really cool. Um, and and I, I, he stands there. He's got he's got the 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 hurt thing like over there. I still want to know what happens when he listens to the heel hand. Cause that's, that's, there's a, there's an op option there for something really cool. Now, all of this is amazing. This was such a cool moment. Like what an amazing way to go out. This will be a lasting image for the fiend as a character. And even, maybe even for Seth Rollins, it's, it's going to be a way everyone remembers clash of the champions. Uh, 2019 will be for this moment. And yet, I can't help but think maybe they're banking everything on the short term with The Fiend and trying to get that money right now instead of pushing this off and doing something down the line. When you put The Fiend in a match versus the Universal Champion at Hell in a Cell, inside Hell in a Cell almost certainly, you, you, the, fiend, the Fiend can't lose. He can't. He's not allowed to. You can't do that to him. And you've protected Seth Rollins so much. So Seth like doesn't lose. He would have to lose this match. And then what is the WWE with the Fiend as your universal champion? Like, how does how does he go about accepting challenges? Like, there's a whole thing like that if I had a lot of confidence in the writing staff and the people signing off on that writing staff's stuff, there's a whole world of possibilities out there for a WWE that has the feed as its top guy. I do not trust this writing staff, and I certainly don't trust who's signing off on whatever they come up with to do the fiend as champ right. I'm so willing to be proven wrong, but I am just very apprehensive that all of this might screw everything up with Bray. And I, I think we really had have a chance still as of this moment to have Bray be a like top five character, the fiend as a top five character in WWE history. There's yeah, so much, there's so much thing there. They, they've and had I, the opportunity I, several times and they've dropped the ball with Bray several times several times and that's why i don't trust them now of course of course but i mean we can't always just go that route but sure uh they bray had several different characters that could have been massively over yeah yeah uh coruscant 1997 says becky and hot and sasha's hell in a cell main event I, I think it could be but i think the fiend is it's the fiend is you're definitely your hell in a cell main eventing that yeah uh well, I hope we were your main event tonight. Leave a thumbs up on this video. Make sure you guys subscribe. Uh, check out Fightful.com, most importantly. But hey, if you want to support us directly, FightfulSelect.com. Always great shows there. Always great exclusive info there. Early access. Go over there. Poke around. There's probably something you're going to like. FightfulSelect.com. If you want to make Jimmy Van real happy, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Alex will be back on Tuesday this week. Yes. And Wednesday. So your back to backs aren't over, Alex. No, no, Maybe. not not for for, for now. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're much to my wife's chagrin. But yes. uh I will say, uh all of you out there uh who will miss me 
on Mondays. I will miss you too, but you are in very good hands with Denise. Yes. Um, and and I will say that it is it has been a bit of a sausage fest since Anna Bauer left the the recap shows. Yes. And I'm very happy we're getting a woman's point of view back on the show. That's that honestly, unironically, and not sarcastically is a really cool thing that, that, that Fightful is doing, and I commend you, Sean, and everybody else who made that decision. I think well, she's going to be great. I think that type of thing is important. Like, when I started this, when I helped start Fightful, I was like, okay, I've I've been in the ring. I can lend a little bit of experience there, and I cover things from a media perspective. And I was like, okay, what I want is something that I don't have experience in. People with, like, comedy, even though I am, quite frankly, fucking hilarious... Uh, comedy experience, <laughs> acting experience, stage experience. So I had you, Jeff, Anna on. Had uh, Trina on, who uh, held a women's point of view. We've had Latoya Ferguson on. We've, uh, yep. quite frankly, we've more than any wrestling website of our size. We've had more women on. And yes, I want to. I mean, our mod team is made up seventy percent women. So we we need that point of yes. view as women's wrestling expands. So uh, you guys are going to really dig it. And hey, subscribe to Fightful Select and you'll get Sour Graps, which I'm excited to add to that lineup as well. Guys, thank you all so much. Thank you to our news team, Robert, uh, Jeremy, Carlos, for taking care of the news this weekend. Until next time, guys, we're out.